Hey, this is Billy. This is Sam Hastings. And thanks for listening to Spill the Sauce Podcast. All right, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to... What is this, Sam? This is a Spill the Sauce Podcast. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, Sam, we're here with another week. How you doing, bud? Doing awesome, man. Markets finally started for us uh, here in southern Minnesota. Oh, God, it's been awesome just getting out, seeing people, um, talking sauce and giving out samples. And I say this to people time and time again. If they just, like, taste one of my sauces and don't even buy anything, I'm stoked. I'm just like, hey, I really appreciate you just trying it, man. That uh, It warms my heart. There you go. Market season started. How Have you done any or are they coming up? Um, I did last weekend. I did Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and then on Saturday, I had three events all at the same time, essentially. So I had to brack out, um, have a holler at my boy Hayden with Cooking Outdoors and my fiance Anna to do the other events. So we were we were kicking ass that day, man. Shout out, shout out, uh, Hannah and Hayden. That was pretty awesome for them to go do that for you. There you go, dude. You're Marcus in one day. Remember, like, when we started this podcast, we said, like, you know, it's crazy how people do this, and you're doing it, dude. You're doing it. So that's awesome. It, it is crazy. I know Roddy used to do way more with Faya, with, a, with, with like, a larger crew. And I was like, how do you do that? And it was, like, a whole week of, like, trying to make sure everything was set up for each yeah. person. Um, but it was cool, man. It, it was a lot, but hopefully it'll just get easier. Normally that that doesn't happen where there's like one day and so many events going on, but I just kind of pulled the trigger. There you go, dude. That's awesome. Uh, so we're here, like we said, another week. Sam, you want to give us the rundown on the guest this week? This is going to be awesome. I'm, I met this individual on <laughs> surprise, surprise, Albuquerque, New Mexico for the Fiery Food Show. Um, uh, never had a chance to really chat with them too much, um, but always familiar with his branding, especially as Instagram content. Uh, this is TD's Brew and Barbecue. Um, I think he's been going at this five or maybe seven years at that, but he's kicking some ass. He's seriously making a lot of um, a lot of tread there. So excited to have him on. And without further ado, our guest is here. We'll just do the usual Zoom here. This has become yeah. like a thing in our uh, podcast, Sam, where we just like wait for the Zoom to come. Like we wait for uh, half this little space right here, but it's pretty cool. It, it works. It makes things more hands-on. <laughs> I hope you can't hear my dog chowing down in the, in the background. She's going crazy. Oh, dude, the old puppy dogs, they, they're going to do as they're going to do. So I'm, not, so I'm actually glad we do have TD's uh, room barbecue because I do have a bunch of questions since I'm out here on the West Coast. There we go. What's going on? Me? Loud and clear, dude. What is up, dude? How you been? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Yourself? Dude, uh, like I was just mentioning to Billy, living the dream. Market season has started, so I like Dude, I'm having fun chatting with people, giving out samples, and just getting outside. I mean, we're, yep. we're not as lucky as this guy with the San Diego weather every day, but right, right now it's feeling pretty nice in Minnesota. <laughs> right? It's it is it, it it's nice here, but it it comes being in San Diego comes with challenges, which I, I want to roll into a question later on. But yeah, dude, like welcome welcome to spill the sauce, man. This is me and Sam's place to like kind of talk everything, food, talk you know with whatever we think is interesting around the, you know, with whatever we're seeing around. And Sam brought you to my attention like a couple weeks ago and said, dude, we got to have it on. I was like, like game on, like we got to do this. So yeah, dude, welcome. Thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, dude. I'm, I'm glad to be here. And, and uh, I, I'm going to actually drink a uh, Pantera uh, <laughs> Golden Ale. Uh, it's from Texas Ale Project in uh, Dallas, Texas. But there you go, man. There you go. Yeah. What a way to fucking start it. So we do this. Sorry, I'm not prepared. I need to go grab a beer quick. <laughs> but anyways, Billy, what were you saying? I, I was going to say, you know, we always kind of start from uh, – you know, from the beginning. So, like, take us from the start. Do you know how how did you get into this? You know, me and Sam always kind of have talked barbecue, like here and there, and we always, you know, barbecue is like one of those things where it's like, ooh, it's it's really a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, man. Like you're putting time and time, and it's a lot. Of, you know, it's it's that's what it is. Like it takes a lot of your time, which is one of the hardest things that people don't realize. Like when you make something, it's like one of the biggest things to give up. So, t- t- take us from the beginning, man. Like, how how did you get into all this? I oh, mean, I, uh, dude, I didn't really get into barbecue the same reason that a lot of people did. Um, I got into barbecue. I got into actually making my own sauces and seasonings, uh, just for the hell of it. Um, started, I mean, I don't know if I was broke and just started making my own sauce one day and kind of kept going there, but now that was like 20 years ago now. So, um, I've been making my own sauces and seasonings for probably about, well, it was 15 when I started the brand and we're just over three now. So it's been about 18 years now um, that I've been making sauces and seasonings uh, basically for myself. So three years ago, March of uh, March 15th, 2019, I actually sold my first bottle in the Canes parking lot in Texarkana, Texas. My co-packer was in Arkansas. So I, my first batch was done. So I drove all the way to Arkansas, which was, uh, it was about, I want to say it was about 15 and a half hours straight um, over there. So I drove over there, stayed the night, picked stuff up, put it in the back of a Tahoe. And I just like individual boxes, each individual box. I launched with six products. So I had about 30 cases of each product, dude, just putting them back in there. And um, then drove back across and stopped at Canes in Texarkana. And I saw a dude wearing a barbecue t-shirt and I asked him if he wanted to buy the first bottle ever of TV's Brown Barbecue and he did. And he's still a customer right now. He still sends me an email and reminds me every now and then that uh, I sold him the bottle in Texarkana. He's like, dude, best barbecue sauce ever. I, I like just the greatest thing ever that I was the first one. So, oh, but man. when I really, really got the idea to start the brand, um, I actually have a 1967 Super Sport Chevelle. If you follow me, you've probably seen it in the stories and stuff. I don't put it on there too much. I need to put it on there a lot more, but the truth is I don't drive it. I don't (laughs) drive it very often. I've had it for 22 years uh, this past February. I've actually had this 1967 Chevelle in my life longer than I was without it. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I was 18 when I got it. So, I mean, I'm 40 now. So, yeah, we're definitely past the... The point of no return on that thing. It's also known as my first wife, because <laughs> um, that was the first one. But um, that is why I started my my barbecue venture, man. That's why I started selling my sauces. Uh, I needed extra cash. Um, I wanted the extra cash to finish my uh, my project that I've been ro- working on for 22 years. Um, you know, it's a 1967 uh, 67 Super Sport Chevelle. It's orange with a black vinyl top. I got drilled and slotted rotors on it. Uh, four wheel, it's four, it's four wheel disc brakes. It's four linked in the rear, tubular control arms. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a gearhead too, man. That's where I started out. I worked for Toyota for, for about 12 years. Um, so I was there with Toyota and Lexus as a tech and a uh, assistant service manager. Um, but man, I, I love cars. I love muscle cars. And it's just something I've, pr- I've actually probably only driven it about 1500 miles Ooh. since I got it. So, and uh, like 15,000 in a year, it feels like. Right, right, man. I would love to, but I mean, it just, 
one thing after another life happened, man. And when this isn't your daily, your daily driver, and it's just something that's going to take up all your extra cash, like it's really hard. You know, I mean, uh, I, um, I was, let's see, I started my, I started my new project on it back in like October of like 2018. And, um, that was an LS swap. So I took, I had a big block 396 in it. So I took that out and I swapped it with, with a, uh, with a six liter LS motor. So now it's fuel injected and it's got all new wiring. It's basically a brand new car underneath the hood and everything, but it has some body damage. The brakes went out one time years ago before my kids were even born. The brakes went out as I was pulling into my driveway when I drove it five miles. I drove it to put gas in it, drove it back to my house and the brake went out of my driveway. And I lived in a dead end, like in a cul-de-sac. The softest place to hit was going to be the dry garage door. So I just braced for impact, man. And I was trying to get it over into reverse. I'm like, I'm going to blow this tranny out, man, something. I got to get it stopped. And then finally, and I was only doing like 20 miles an hour. I could have probably jumped out, but I was like, no, just brace for impact. Bam, right into the side of my garage. So then about a year after that, my first kid was here and so on. So life happened, man. And I haven't been able to get that part fixed, but it does drive. I can drive it wherever I want. It needs new tires. But I don't want to get new tires till I get new wheels. I don't want to get new wheels till I get it painted. So yeah, man, I'm 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 at the final stages now, and it's supposed to. That's what this business was for: was to get the extra cash Thanks, to bro. work on my '67 Chevelle. And here I am, three years later, and I still haven't done anything with it. Like I I actually <laughs> You're fun it. doing this. Then it looks like yeah, yeah exactly. it's just. Yeah. It, well, the thing is, is that I put all the money into the business. So it's like, there's nothing I can spend extra on that. So it's like, we're surviving and going. And I told my wife, my wife goes, I woke up that day and I said, I'm going to sell my barbecue sauce. And she goes, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. We'll see. And here we are three years later, man. This has been my full-time gig for a year. Um, and I barbecue, I drink beer, I get tattooed and I support my wife and kids doing it, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's the dream right there. Dude, that literally is. What when did you realize it went from like a like a money making, like you know, like which always is like obviously everyone starts a business to make money and succeed, right? Like it is what we do. But like what when did you realize it went from that point to like strictly like well, I just have to make money to like, oh shit, like I got something here and like I'll start doing like you know, pay more attention to it and like that kind of thing. Well, um, so like five weeks, I think it was after I launched the brand, the um the American Royal happened. Um, the bear American Royal and the barbecue sauce is the creme de la creme. It's the pinnacle of everything. Um, you win that you're basically on the Madden cover, um, of barbecue. It's, uh, you know, you're deemed uh, best sauce on the planet by the American Royal, uh, which yes. like I said, is, is huge. And, um, like names on that list, like some names you might know, like who've won that before, or maybe like uh, to, be, won that. to be honest, man, to be honest, um, to be honest, a like most of the previous winners are people like us. So they're really small. Like a lot of people are really small and they're up and coming. So, I mean, you're not seeing your big names on there. I mean, they probably don't. I'm like most of the names that I, when I look down raised. the list, <laughs> yeah, most of the names, yeah, yeah. when you look down the list, they're people like us, you know, they're not, they're not your, um, like I don't, want to, I don't want to give them, I don't want to give them shameless plugs because they wouldn't give me shameless plugs, yeah. but your big barbecue guys, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. we all know who they are. Yeah. They, I mean, those, those guys aren't even in these competitions. Okay. I mean, like really even all your guys that are, are barbecue competition guys, they're, I mean, some of their stuff, like some of those guys are in there, but your real big names. Yeah. They're not even in there. They're not even in there. And so, then if they do, it, that's because uh, I feel like it's because they don't want to risk being at the bottom. <laughs> but I mean, that but maybe, yeah, who knows? 
that makes sense. I mean, like we always kind of talk about this, right? Like, especially with those like big corporate companies, like it's hard to control the quality. And sure, they dilute a lot of shit, right? right. To make them cheaper and like sell the shit. It's a completely different competition, I guess. But like, right. It's, it's kind of cool to hear like all these like you know i don't want to say smaller brands like small but like you know these like you know brands are up and coming still winning this kind of thing it's cool what when is yeah. that um the, actually it happens uh like next week i think oh, um the sauce so and the really rub contest is being judged like next week uh so it's like the end of the right month and i think oh i'm sorry what was that Oh, no, I was just curious because I remember originally when you were saying this, did this happen? Like you entered this whole competition? Five weeks after I launched my brand. Five That's weeks cool. after I launched my brand and I ended up taking second. Badass. Dude. So that was uh, that was an awakening for me right there. I mean, it still kind of gives you chills. I'm like, whoa, I didn't even realize it. And it was my mustard sauce. And that's what was even crazier was that the mustard sauce was basically it was uh, I think it was it was second in the mustard in the mustard category. And I think it was like 20th overall or something like that. So and it was the highest mustard by far. And so that was what was pretty cool. Then I started doing some I found a couple other ones and then started entering those. And then it was probably in in less than two years, I ended up having uh 20, 21, 20 or 21 taste awards in just two years. Right. And uh, so that was what was really cool. But that still wasn't even the moment. The moment was uh, in January of two, 2021, whenever I was basically forced with uh, forced to make the decision of, uh, is this a full time gig or not? And uh, I did. And then I set my goal or I set my goal at the end of 2020. Uh, for total sales numbers and I hit it in August and then I doubled it by the end of the year and then January of 2021 was when I was like we have to make this choice and I'm like shoot man here I'm if you count my mom my dad my wife and the one guy that I have working for me we still only have one employee that's it <laughs> and he he helps me run my routes he helps me bottle because we bottle all the seasonings in-house so that, that's kind of where the turning point was for me. It was like, there's no doubt of my mind that this is going to work. I have no one to blame but myself if I don't, if it doesn't work. Yeah. So I have to either take that, take that chance on myself and my product that I look back in the past year and or 20 months, let's put it that way, like 20 months and be like, look how far we've actually come. What can I do in another 18 months or something like that? And then just kind of, and just kind of kept pushing myself to do it. And it's, it's really easy because a lot of the community, especially like in your social media aspects, like a lot of your community and stuff, a lot of people are just like us, man. They're just, they're behind you. Whether they have a product or they're a creator, they're going to be behind the people that they want to be behind. And that's the best part is that you see the people. When I go to the grocery store, especially around here, I go to the grocery store. It takes me an hour, even if I'm just walking in to get milk because I'll get stopped like four times. Now, you're the sauce dude. You're the barbecue yeah. guy. The, I, the barbecue guy. That's what everybody calls awesome. me. Right there. You're the barbecue guy. I'm like, you're yeah. Local slim. It's <laughs> stud move, man. Just getting any recognition where people truly appreciate your craft. Yeah. I, think. I, I gave my first autograph a few months ago, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. I ended up doing yeah. a, steak, uh, a steak cooking class at Premier Grilling in uh, DFW uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and I did a steak grilling class in there and. Uh, the, there was a couple, there was about, there was probably about 15 people in it. It wasn't huge, but it was still pretty cool. It was pretty big for me. And I wasn't even the guy doing it. I was just there. 
I was there and they kind of brought me into, you know, just to kind of, they were using my products, talk about the product and all that stuff. And then at the end, uh, one of the ladies came up with a bottle of carne sutra and she's like, I'm going to give this to my son. Would you mind autographing it and handing me a marker? And I was like, whoa, you're even prepared. That's autograph. So, That's awesome. That was a pretty cool day, man, whenever I grab yeah. a bottle of carne sutra. So. That's awesome, man. Uh, t- 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 tell us more about your products. Take us through your product, man. I know you mentioned one. It takes the others. Yeah, let it rip, man. Yeah. Well, so I, I launched the brand. I launched the brand with six products. I had three barbecue sauces and three seasonings. And there's one thing that I love doing is once I started doing this, I love research and development, man. I will tell you right now, that is my favorite thing to do. That is what I want my job. That and like uh, the cooking videos. And so that's what I want my job to be eventually is just where I can have the right people in place to help me, help me with the company and grow it. But I can be the face of the franchise and, and put it forward. Cause that's, I mean, no one's going to sell it better than yourself. And if go. I can sell it from my backyard, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I started with six products. That was the uh, the original sauce, the atomic pineapple, the southern mustard, the carne sutra, the sweet barbecue loved, and the zesty taco. Um, I started with those. Those are my original six packs. Uh, I sell those in an actual six pack container. So just like you get your beer in, they're in that container. Um, I do sell that. Then... Um, then less than about eight months later, I launched the cherry chipotle, the habanero honey mango seasoning. The cherry chipotle is a sauce. Uh, the habanero honey mango is a seasoning and the three chili cilantro is a seasoning. And the three chili cilantro is made with red and green hatch chilies, um, jalapenos and serranos. It's a real earthy green chili flavor. I'm from New Mexico. So that's what we eat here is the most coveted chili in the world is the hatch green chili. And if you don't believe me that the hatch green chili is not the greatest chili in the world, then we can fight uh, and you will lose. Uh, and I'm not talking a fist fight. I'm talking 10 foot on bulletproof behind a keyboard where I'm doing research. I can prove it to you, but I'm not going to fight you physically. All right. Uh, we can get into those kind of arguments all day. Uh, but the, um, after that, um, in February of 2020, no, in February of 2021, I ended up getting my uh, my bottling machine, and uh, I bought all the equipment. I got sick of being stuck behind everyone in my co-packing facilities. I was in a co-packing facility with a much larger company, and my order was small potatoes. Um, it just it was something that when I ordered it, I was told it was going to be six weeks. It ended up taking eight months, Ooh. and so. And then not only that, they weren't even labeled. I'm like, put it in the bottles, seal it, get it to me, put the labels in the box. And we hand labeled 30,000 bottles in December of 2021. And I'm like, we're done. Yeah. I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm done putting my business in the hands of someone else. And so that's when I bought all the equipment to do it. And that started in February. And so since I bottle all the dries in-house, that's another thing that I get to do a lot is research and development on rubs. So then I do the research and development on the rubs. So since then, I have had the spicy version of the Carne Sutra, which is an amped up salt, pepper, and garlic, which is my best-selling product. That's what you use to make love to your meat. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I get Carne Sutra, the make love there to your go. meat, the sweet barbecue love, you know, the zesty taco. That's the only thing it could be called. We tried. We tried to come up with a bunch of different taco names, but it just did it, it, Nothing was... Nothing was going to be that allegoric. <laughs> so uh, just left it with the zesty taco. But um, we had the spicy carne sutra. Let me see what I had here. Uh, the spicy carne sutra and the barrel aged bourbon. I launched right after that. 
And the barrel-aged bur bourbon is a vanilla, caramel, and bourbon rub. So the vanilla and the caramel is really prevalent. So it's real sweet. And the, you, like, you put it on ice cream, and you don't even notice that it was, it's, uh, it was like a, a meat seasoning. I put it on ice cream and, and French toast, everything all the time. Um, and then after that, I launched the barrel-aged bourbon, or the bacon-washed bourbon, which is another variation of the bourbon one, but it's bacon flavored. So it's bacon washed in bourbon. I mean, if you guys are familiar with what bacon washing is, where you, you cook the bacon and then you, you mix the bacon grease with the alcohol. So you mix it with, uh, you can pour it in a, a mason jar and it pour like a fifth of whiskey in there and say a pound of bacon. And then you mix it, you shake it up and you mix the bacon grease. What happens is the alcohol pulls the flavor out of the, uh, out of the grease. And then you put it in the freezer and then the grease will solidify, scrape it off, run it through a coffee filter. And you got a bacon flavor, a bacon washed bourbon. Um, so that's what I created in my bacon washed bourbon seasoning. It's a sweet, salty kind of, uh, sweet, salty bacon flavored with some bourbon in there. Uh, my wife says it's the best thing I make, but, um, it's just, it's, it's something that's very, very hard for me to find everything to use on. Cause it's really fine. It's more of a finishing dust. I was originally going to call it happy ending. Uh, but it, it, it just the bacon washed bourbon, the happy ending with the trademarks is a lot, dude. There's a lot of trademarks yeah. on happy ending. I wasn't even about to go after that. Um, and then right after that, um, uh, throughout, I did launch the, uh, the cowboy candy, which, um, is going through a name change right now where it's going to be campfire candy. Next time it comes out, uh, next time I release it, it's candied jalapenos and Vidalia onions. Um, they're, they're sweet, they're spicy. I like it on peanut butter and crackers, man. I, I, I mean, we've made peanut butter cookies with them before, just grind yeah, them up yeah, and mix it with yeah. the peanut butter. They're amazing. Um, and then since then we really changed in the game with, uh, the private stock, that's the private stock line. And then the, uh, smoked pickles. So I actually have two variations of smoked pickles. We're actually smoking the cucumbers and then pickling them. So they are, they are there. You can, I mean, it's real smoke. We don't, I don't use liquid smoke in anything. Uh, the only thing I do use a liquid smoke in is the low calorie sauce, which I felt to mention. My boy. I, I do have a low calorie sauce and I had to get the liquid smoke in there uh, because it, it, it really helps uh, bring out more of the flavor of the black pepper and everything that's in that one. Uh, but, but in the low calorie, man, it's 15 calories, three carbs, and only one gram of sugar. I mean, those are almost hot sauce numbers for the little eight ounce bottles. And you're talking in a 16 ounce bottle. And I always tell everybody, I'm like, if you're looking for a low calorie sauce, you're not going to find a better tasting one with those kind of dietary facts. It, I mean, I was shocked when it came into that. Um, but the smoked pickle line, and I just introduced smoked olives. So we're actually smoking the olives and brining them as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, 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 the private stock line is by far the best, the, the most fun one to really do, uh, um, to do research and development on. But shoot, man, I got, like, these are research and development bottles. I mean, I got, I got, I got like eight bottles of, of sauce here that's in research and development right now. Um, but yeah, and I, I actually have got a marinade that I'm working on as well. So right now I have 19 products and um, here probably by the end of the year, we'll have somewhere around about 20, 20 to 25 total. It just all depends. Uh, like I said, when you have it, when you have the, uh, the ability to make something in a small batch, that really helps a lot. 
and that's what I do. And um, I make it into a small batch and we put it out there and all my local stores, they love it because the bigger grocery stores, I have 500 stores nationwide right now. Mm. And uh, all the ATVs in Texas, the market streets, the central markets and all the Uniteds. And in New Mexico and Texas with the Uniteds and the market streets and the Albertsons, I'm number one, two, three, and four in barbecue sauce sales. We are actually beating out stubs in all of these stores. And that's specialty. That's not your sweet baby rays. That's a little higher. Yeah. Stubs is the lower one. But yeah, we actually we are actually taking that in all the stores here in New Mexico and, and Texas per capita in the uh, um, in the Albertsons United and uh, um, Market Streets. So with that being said, all my independents, they like to pick up all these, all my other ones, all my new products, because that's what everybody, that's what everybody wants around here. It was like, well, when are you coming out with new stuff? And that was the most, the question I got asked the most for the first year to year and a half. When are you coming out with something new? Like, when are you coming out with something new? And I'm like, dude, I have six products. Six products, man. Like, yeah. yeah, it takes work. It's hard, right. man. Right. And <laughs> no, you have a, a hell of a lineup, that's for sure. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. I got a display here in the sanctuary. Uh, you know, this is the sanctuary of satisfaction. This is where I do all my cooking videos and everything. Nothing bad happens in here. So nothing bad happens in the sanctuary of satisfaction. So this is where I just hang out, man. And I do my videos. It's also my office. It's also where my wife and I hang out whenever it's time to get away from the kids and have a couple of beers, uh, either in our our inflatable jacuzzi that we have out here. It's great, man. It's like 400 bucks. I got to plug it like first thing. It Costco? Yeah, dude, it's a four. Yeah, no, I bought it from Amazon. It was like 430 oh, okay. bucks, but yeah, dude, it's the best thing I've ever spent uh, 400 bucks on. I'm telling you right now, it's great, dude. It's an inflatable hot tub. You can, you can take it down today. You can put it back up tomorrow and fill it up. And within 12 hours, it's a hundred degrees. It's pretty easy, man. I mean, you can't ask for anything, uh, anything better than that, but yeah, we hang out here and that's, but this is where this is where another part of my house, you know, it's it's like my office. It's just outside. So this is a question I wanted to ask you earlier when, when you said like out here being in San Diego, I feel like being on the West Coast, we don't get a lot of like specialty products. Like you said, like you're in Texas, New Mexico, like a lot of these like, you know, still kind of Midwestern states, right? Like we don't get it like a lot of it out here. Like, what do you think like the reason that is? Like, do you have like any idea or like how come it's like mostly like based like I feel like it's away from California mostly with, like these craft products? Oh, dude, it's got to be the distribution, man. It's got to be the distribution. Um, your distribution companies may be, uh, may be uh, pretty large. Mm -hmm. um, so in order to become, to, in order to get into one of the warehouses in there, you'd have to have the stores that were already willing to take on that product at a certain amount or something like that. And that, that, that could be why. Um, as far as that goes, I can't answer that question. <laughs> well, like, um, I'm like, telling you that, but I don't know, man. <laughs> well, because I'm like wondering, like, like I work at a supermarket, right? And they're within the West, like Midwest as well as, as far like in the mid, like the West Coast here. But like, they don't carry a lot of the same stuff that we carry like in different cities. Like, like I work at a Sprouts. Do you know what a Sprouts is? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, like, do they carry your products? Like, for example? No, okay. no, I don't have any Sprouts that do. Okay. Um, for one sprouts aren't in our area as much as the other ones are. And so luckily, um, luckily enough, I actually went into a meeting with, uh, some grocery managers, uh -huh. uh, in June of last year. Okay. And, uh, the regional manager wanted to introduce me to his team. So it was about, I think there was about 15 to 20, uh, grocery managers in there. I can't remember how many stories he had, but then there was a bunch of, there was a few other people in there as well. And I walk in and I said, I sat down, I walk in and it's a dark room and there's like two big screens up there. 
And uh, I, there was a guy sitting in the very corner by, you know, it's a dark room. And when that one door opens, it's all bright and everyone looks and it's like, (laughs) I have arrived, you know, one of those. And uh, (laughs) there's a guy sitting in the very back seat right there, which is the seat that I would have taken. So I sat in front of him. Well, anyways, it turns out that uh, after about a minute, he leans up and he said, has his phone out and he goes, is this your brand? And I said, yes, sir, it is. Well, anyways, dude, is the CEO of United. And so, yeah. And so basically by the time I got done with that meeting, so I went into that meeting and an hour before I went in that meeting, I shot an email to the buyer. Hey man, it's been a year to the day since we started stocking all of your stores in New Mexico. Is there a chance for me to get the Texas ones? And it was kind of like, eh, you know, when we do the next review, I'll let you know. Yeah. At 6.30 that night, my phone, I get an email. I get an email on my phone and it's the buyer wanting to set up a meeting for 9 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, we live in a different world than we did yesterday, than we did a few hours ago, man. Yeah, so man. It, was, it was pretty cool, man. I mean, so I was fortunate enough to have somebody like that that reached out and says, hey, look, man, we, we want to help you. Yeah. You know, we want to help you. You're the local guy in the area and we want to help you. And so all the competing stores um, around here, um, all around the one like Albertsons that I had in, in Hobbs, New Mexico, um, they're all independents. So you're going to have to drive like I see 80 that. miles away before you would find um, another grocery store in that chain. Well, they're the only ones that don't have it. I see in this area. So they're like, Hey, we need all these stores. So they brought me in and put them in all of them and really kind of helped me get the ball rolling. The only thing that the only hard part about it is, or it helped get me into that distribution company is because they were willing to put so much in their stores to get them to bring me on and accept me into the distribution company. So that could be something that could hold a lot of different specialty products or the fact that Maybe those bigger companies, like you said, like the crafts or stuff like that, man, they're just dumping it in there. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you just can't compete with it. And that's also another thing too, is the price points. And that's what hurts people like us too, is because your price points are a lot higher than a lot. I mean, yeah, I don't care how many bottles I sell of my barbecue, my original barbecue sauce right now. I couldn't, I can't compete with Sweet Baby Ray's for the next 10, 15 years at least. Because it's just, there's no possible way. Yeah. And that could be the fact is that the saturation and the market demands it to be a lower price. Yeah. Uh, like, what do you think, like very briefly, what do you think makes like a good like barbecue sauce? Or like, just, yeah, like what do you think make like an essential barbecue? Like if you were, I'll put it like this, if you're going to go on an island, right? And they were like, all right, dude, you can eat all the barbecue you want, but you can only have one style of sauce. Like, like oh, what do you think makes that great sauce? You know what I mean? Uh, dude, I'd have to take the OG. I'd have to take my OG sauce. It's a vinegar-based sauce. Uh, that's the one I'd have to take, man. Because, uh, dude, vinegar is vinegar is what is what defines a condiment, man. Uh, I mean, the the like the two main ingredients for any condiments, vinegar or sugar. Yeah. And I mean, that's pretty much vinegar, sugar, or salt, I guess. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the one I'd have to go with is the OG sauce. It, it just it. I mean, if you're stranded on a deserted island, then you're going to have to have a fire. You're going to have to be cooking what you catch. So obviously, there's going to have to have something that's going to be on there that's going to make everything, you know, pretty much edible. Would I get tired of it in about a month? Maybe. 
<laughs> I don't That's know. I'd be like, I do not want this anymore. <laughs> so I'd, I'd, probably be cooking, about, um, I'd probably be cooking something about three, four times a day. <laughs> so like originally when you were saying um, when you first started, it sounded like you had a Coke packer and then, you know, there was some hiccups. Um, there were issues that were happening because they weren't on you or you weren't involved in those. So, so are you making everything yourself? Do you have your own facility per se? Or are you, you just like rent a facility and go in there? So, uh, my, uh, my pops and I, man, uh, my dad's been a general contractor for over 30 years. So that's been the business. Um, general contractor. We're actually grave diggers, bro. Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> we are actually grave diggers. 30, 30 something years, man. I dug my first grave when I was eight years old, bro. Uh, yeah. So that's just the contract that my dad got back 30 something years ago with the city here is that he was the only one allowed to open and close the graves and the cemeteries, uh, the two cemeteries here. And so anyways, it's just been a 30 year standing thing. And every five years, it's a new contract and we just been keeping it. So yeah, man, I've been, I've been digging graves forever in college. All my buddies, they thought it was funny to, if we were out at a bar or something like that, and there were girls around or whatever, they would tell everyone, like, they're like, this guy's a grave digger. He does graves. Ask him what he does for a living. And they're like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a grave digger. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but so when we got done, we have, uh, we also had oil field service company and that's what, that's when January of, uh, last year is when we had to make that decision. Um, or I had to make that decision of which direction I needed to go. And so I, we have, um, the facility that we ran that company in for uh that we were been in for about 10 years and so i basically just put off a took an area of it like a warehouse part of it and uh turned it into a clean room and that's where we manufacture uh the seasonings that's so awesome. i don't manufacture the sauces i move too many too much sauces and the fda regulations are really really strict for sauces um especially barbecue sauces to your phs and all the bacteria and everything so yeah, I have a co-packer that takes care of that because in order for me to, if I save 25 cents a bottle, the amount of headache that I'm going to go through is not going to be worth that 25 cents a bottle to me right now. <laughs> so I'm already going through a headache with the seasoning, man. And it was great when I brought it in house because I'm like, yeah, I'm saving a lot of money. But it was the thing. Now I got to do it. That yeah, was the problem. Right. Like, yeah, now I have to be the one to do this. I can't rely on someone else to do it while I'm doing something else. So, and that's what my one employee, his name's Art. That's what he does. Um, he, he's a part-time guy. He works, uh, he works, uh, he's a uh, manager at a sports bar here. And uh, lucky him, dude, he's a manager and they give him, they allow him to wait tables on busy nights and he gets the tips from those tables. So dude, he's, he, he's, he's loving life. And he comes in, dude, we work about, we, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not an early riser. I'm a night owl. So yeah. I don't start working until like 10 in the morning, but I don't get done until like midnight. Like, I mean, it goes all the way through the day. And so he's okay with, cause he doesn't go into work until like five o'clock. So he'll yeah. come in at about 10 30 or 11 and we'll knock some stuff out and he goes home and he comes in three, four hours. Doesn't come in today. May come in tomorrow. It just, you know I mean? He's as needed. And that's the best part. I mean, he helps me out tremendously. So, and he does a lot of my merchandising where he stocks my shelves and stuff in the independent stores and stuff around here. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, the helping hand in those little things that like, goes such a long way, man. Like you said, like can't even stocking like that stuff for you. Like you not going there and doing it yourself, like three, even if it was like three or four stores, such a time saver for you. Cause like, yes. it takes, like you said, like now you got to do it yourself. And that's what people never think it takes is the time, right? Like, right. This is what you're doing like all day long. Like you just said, like 14 hour days. 
Right. Like, well, and yeah. out here in Southeast New Mexico, man, it, it's, uh, we're real desolate out here. So I live in a town of 10,000 people, wow. 10,000. So it's small. It's yeah. really small. 20 miles away is Hobbs. It's 50,000. Uh-huh. Okay. If you drive, and that's, that's South. If you drive North, there's Tatum, which is, uh, 25 miles away. And it's only like 900. It's small. And then you go East or you go West, you can get into Artesia, which is about, eh, about 15, somewhere right around there. And then Carlsbad and so on. I mean, in this area, we're all spaced out. That's the problem. So when I, if I want to hit 10 stores in a day, it's going to take me 12 to 15 hours to get to those stores because of the amount of time that I have to drive. I thank you. My wife just brought me a margarita. Just, or, or no, is this a Paloma? Oh. oh, yeah, that's good. Give it a rating out of 10. Oh, this is an 11, dude. Everything at TD's Barbecue gets turned up to an 11, bro. <laughs> it's like Spinal Tap, right? Because of the Spinal Tap. Did you guys see that they're, they're making a sequel to Spinal Tap? I'm not I saw really? it They're making a sequel to this. Is it. Check uh, it out. <laughs> it, it better be absolutely hallacious. It, it, it has to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah these need to go up to an 11. Why don't you just change the 10 to an 11? No, they need to go up to 11. <laughs> this one has one more. <laughs> yep, these go to 11. Well, just change it from a, take away the one and put it at the 10 and make it an 11 or whatever it was. I, re- I just remember that. So everything gets turned up to an 11. So yeah. <laughs> uh, when the wife's there, that's a good answer. It's always a good answer too. Oh yeah, yeah, facts. My Have wife you- makes the drinks. I make the food. My wife makes the drinks. Weird question, like a Bloody Mary. You ever tried like a barbecue sauce in a drink? What about hot uh, sauce? No, but I, I have hot sauce. Yes, I have hot sauce. Okay. Um, but as far as a um, as far as a barbecue sauce, Dude. no, I I, I actually have. Um, what the hell? <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that, dude. That's well, like I mean, soda dude, and orange that's juice gonna be a little barbecue afloat on top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a sun, like a tequila sunrise. You know, just like you get it on top. Just, put a, just a little. <laughs> Uh, there was a what was the one that i oh somebody said that i saw on tiktok that uh it was uh mix espresso a shot of espresso with like eight ounces of orange juice and they're like it's life changing and then the dude the dude's like i don't know why the hell i'm doing this shit he's like but this is why i have followers on my channel and he mixes he's like oh my god and i'm like nope not trying to do i'm not a coffee drinker okay that's not that sounds yeah, that sounds weird. Acidity with the, I mean, coffee is just like as it sounds. Hey, cool. I might have to make a drink. I might have to figure out a drink with some barbecue sauce in it because, uh, and see how it does on TikTok. Because, dude, my pickled barbecue egg. Did you guys see the pickled barbecue egg video? Oh yeah. On TikTok, it was one point three million. Uh, I gained like thirty thousand followers from that thing, and then on on Facebook, it's over five million. Oh, wow. On Facebook. Oh, yeah, this is scary. And, yeah. So, I, I, and it's just my pickled barbecue egg. I just used the, uh, the original sauce because it is vinegar based over about 18 boiled eggs in a half gallon jar. And I let it set for 48 hours. And dude, they were, they were marinated. And they, I mean, it's a vinegar based sauce. So it's not going to be pickled, pickled. It's a mild pickling, but it has the tang of the vinegar, but it tastes better than a pickled uh, a pickled egg. I can, and I love pickled everything. So, but yeah, the pickled barbecue egg is fantastic. I just, I just want to go on record to say that because it's been a that while. Sounds really good. I, I, I just uh, made an account and I posted a video today. Tear, tear. Uh, I've never done this before. Um, I imagine it does good though. On TikTok? 
Oh yeah, it's a. Oh yeah, Wait, this, you just posted your first video today. Big big day, big okay, day. I'm gonna have to follow you. Take, I'm gonna have yeah. to follow you today, dude. So we'll see what we can do. I'm gonna have to spread this out loud because it's gonna be hilarious. Uh, all right, this, this is usually like our ender question. This is how we kind of bang it out. So. Let's say you're driving to, you know, you're making one of those long drives where you got to go to, you know, make a stop at every you know city around you, right? Ooh, there you go. Real, real quick, before I ask the question, favorite Pantera song? Oh, dude, my favorite Pantera song? Just yeah. drag the waters, bro. Just drag right. the water, man. I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember. I remember <laughs> that. That was a good one. I remember Mouth of War. Like Mouth of War is another one. That's probably my number two, Mouth of War. Like slaughter, just anything. Yes, totally underrated, totally underrated song on that album, dude. Is slaughtered. It's like, ah, dude, it's like the greatest album and the most underrated song, and it's freaking fantastic. Oh yeah, quite tasty. Not not that Pantera gets a bad rep, but I feel like a lot of people overlook Pantera because like they're so technical and so good. Like, sure, it's a little different, but I always just love technicality of like Pantera. Next to like Led Zeppelin, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course. People don't talk about Led Zeppelin all the time, but people like, dude, they were. Yeah, I know. So, are you guys both metalheads? Oh, I'm obviously. (laughs) Yeah, I knew you were. I knew you were. Sam's a metalhead, so I I studied music in college. So I Sam's hates when I say this, but like I really listen to like every like. There's nothing I don't listen to. Like like if it sounds good, I'm gonna listen to it. That's a metalhead thing, dude. That's a metalhead thing. Metalheads are like, no, there's only one. It's like Highlander rules. Highlander rules apply in metal, dude. There could only be one. You'll be you'll you'll be surprised. Like you'll be surprised. Like there's a lot of like a lot of shit. Like I was until I'd be like, yeah, like it's very surprising. But yeah, like I I listen to it all, so I love it. Um, So so let's say back back to my original question. We're going back to so you're driving around, right? You're making a bunch of pit stops. You stop by one of the fiery food fest in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, there you go. Long drive. You're stopping by to get gas, and of course you're getting your gas, water, coffee, or like whatever it is that like energizes you up. Besides the energy drinks, water, or coffee, what are three gas station items you're getting every single time? For example, I always go, Sam, why don't you give your three this time? Crispy M&M's. There we go. They're nuts. They reformulated it. They're good again. Uh, probably like an egg roll and a coconut water. Oh, is this like Quick Trip, huh? We stopped at yeah, Quick like, like, Trip. Just, you're just curious where people go. They're so people good. go in like all different directions. People say right. like, I don't know, people have said like, you know, a hot right. dog. People, some people just take like oh, gum. Like so I'm already ready, man. I'm already what, ready. What are we doing? If, you, what are we if it's doing? a gas station, if it's a gas station, if if I have to choose a specific gas station, yeah, go ahead. It is all subs. Okay. A L L S U P apostrophe S, which is actually just recently bought out by Yesway, which apparently is huge, like in the like Alabama yes, South, kind of that way, coming this way, Yesway. Uh, but anyways. Allsup's is famous for their burritos and chimichangas. All right. They are deep fried. They are pre-made frozen deep fried burritos, bean and cheese. And then they have uh, shredded beef chimichangas. If you ever get a chance to get a round one, you have to get it. And it doesn't matter if it's four hours old and been under the heat lamp and getting ready to be thrown in the trash. <laughs> That's the Allsup's chimichanga is life-changing, bro. I grew up on these things. I mean, this is the ultimate drunk food. I mean, they are fresh at 2 a.m. They are fresh at 2 a.m. Because everybody eats them at 2 o'clock in the morning. They are also (laughs) fresh at 6 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 5 o'clock at night, whatever, dude. But the Allsup's chimichanga is where it's at, man. It's it's a food for everybody. Um, But I'm I'm definitely getting a chimichanga. 
Okay. And then I'm probably, and if they have the sweet and sour sauce, I'm grabbing an egg roll too, because they have egg rolls too. And the other thing that they do is everything gets fried in the same bat. So they'll have like, they have like a uh, catfish, they have jalapeno poppers that they make themselves and they bake and wrap them. Everything gets fried in the same thing. All the corn dogs, everything all at once. Like they bring out like this big bat. It's almost like a crab boil and they just dump it into like a thing and, uh, and it takes all the grease off of it. And then they just start putting everything in the bags. Like your fish gets uh, your catfish, everything. It's just like a, a unique flavor that, uh, also stuff. It's, it's great. Man. Um, my dad said they had pulled pork sandwiches back in the day that were just legit. Um, which I never got one of those, but I'm grabbing one of those. If I grab the egg roll, if not, I'm going with the peanut butter M&Ms because the peanut butter M&Ms are far superior. Anything peanut butter and chocolate is going down. And if I got to grab a drink, it's a Dr. Pepper, dude. Um, I don't drink coffee. Um, I drink an espresso, like a, a macchiato. You guys know what macchiato? Yeah. Like, it's like a single shot of espresso in like three ounces with milk. Yeah. And I brought my buddy's like, is that creamer in your coffee? And he's like, are you a bitch? And I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, please, that's froth milk, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that's not creamer. That's froth milk, dude. So, yeah. So I froth the milk and make my little, my little, uh, uh, caramel macchiato and it's like gone three sips it's gone yeah, but um nice. yeah man i'm get i get a root 44 dr pepper like a 44 ounce dr pepper almost every day because that's what i live life by uh dr pepper those 23 flavors you know they get you there you go those, those are always good i mean i, I think clean m are like the supreme m ms by far but by no means am i wait. super favorable to crispy i just uh i just had them a couple of days ago and they remind they were as good as they were when they came out but otherwise they've just been dreaded question have you guys ever had like the, the off flavor kit cats like one of those weird flavored ones oh, i love a good kit cat i would not uh, really so never seen hold on. i'm i'm very controversial when it comes to kit cats dude my life hates me dude I do not break each one of those stupid little bars. I just eat that fucker. I open yeah, it up. And I would I say that's fair. People my wife is like, no, you're a monster. She tries to break it before I get in the car. So I'm like, don't touch it. I was trying to get like a discount one day because it was broken. I'm like, can I get a discount because this is broken? And the girl's like, no, because that's how you're supposed to eat it. My wife's like, see? And I'm like, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> Take, taking a bite out of a Kit Kat like a savage, nothing's wrong with it at all. I feel like no, this, I feel like it's a good, like in a good way, a savage move. Like, I try okay. to keep I try to keep the chocolate from getting on my fingers. I'm like, it's cleaner this way. It's cleaner this way. Have you guys ever done bubble tape, bubble gum? Oh, dude, I miss I miss Big Lee Chew. Oh, you I miss Big Lee Chew. So you guys have got to be pretty close to around my. I'm 40. How old are you guys? Uh, 33. I'm 30. Okay. 30 okay so well, i'm a little bit older so you got so the new retro recipe golden grams okay okay oh. it reminds me of exactly what golden grams tasted like when i was five sitting there saturday morning watching thundercats and lately i have gotten up in the morning on like a sunday is set in my jacuzzi and watch thundercats dude <laughs> that has been a sunday morning ritual for the past two just want you to know that. So, yeah, we can make this podcast officially sponsored by the $435 jacuzzi that you can find on Amazon.com. Yes! Up 12 hours before I put a little bit of water that bad boy started up. With yes! Up 12 hours later, you're in a fucking hot tub jacuzzi, baby. Nothing's wrong with that. That's officially that. Why not? 
I, oh, I think, awesome, dude. That's a that's a wild ass ride, buddy. But hey, I appreciate you coming on and uh, you know spilling some sauce. Um, yeah, dude, it's been fun, man. I I want a jacuzzi. That's all I gotta say now. Tell, tell us how we can get some some of your goodies, man. Where can we go? Uh, as all TD's Brew and Barbecue, go to make love to your meat.com. That is actually my website address. Put some TDs, get some, get your, I'm sorry, go to make love to your meat.com, get your hands on some TDs, put those TDs in your face and make your weekend badass because TD's Brew and Barbecue is not just life changing, it's also lunch changing. Ooh, there Love you go. It. <laughs> there thanks so much joe really appreciate you coming on man taking the time super awesome of you um uh, yeah everyone subscribe to this podcast check out td's brew and barbecue super awesome of them i mean what dude whenever you want to come back again man you gotta jump in and drop maybe you just want to come talk some shit come back dude you're always welcome on you man. gotta if you guys have an opening man you let me know you give me a little bit okay, of advance i could probably you got someone to cancel i could probably fill in fair enough we'll uh do. yeah you just Give me a little bit of an advance, maybe at least about an hour. And, dude, I could probably make it work. <laughs> that's too, good. So. Sometimes Very that's good. needed. <laughs> yeah. Right, man. Thanks again, boys. I'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Awesome. Take care, guys. Hey, you guys have a great one. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks. You got it.